Welcome to the Uncommon Church Podcast. We're so glad you've decided to join us today. We hope that today's message helps you to know God, grow strong in your faith, and do all that the Lord has created you to do. This morning, um, I'm just so thankful that Brad and Josie uh, allowed me to speak with you today, and um, I take it as an honor. And as um, I was praying about this message, a few things God dropped in my heart a few weeks before, and Psalms 23 just kept coming back to me. Now, I'm sure that most of you know this Psalms, or maybe have even memorized it. Um, when we were, when me and Jeff were kids, my parents, the ministry that they were involved in caused us to travel and um, all over the United States. And so we were homeschooled and we uh, were in the back of the seat of the car. So you can imagine the chaos that was in the back of the seat with me and my brother. And so uh, my dad was thinking, okay, we gotta figure out a way to keep these kids calm because this was before technology was in your hand. So we were trying to think of ideas and, and, and games to play. And so my dad, he said, Okay, I have a few scriptures that I want you to memorize. And if you um, memorize them and can recite them to me, then you get a prize. So me and Jeff took on the challenge. And we, uh, one of the verses that we memorized was the 23rd Psalm. And even though my father was helping us to learn scripture and help his sanity, he was, uh, when I got older, is when I realized the power that was in this verse and this in this psalm. So let's read it together. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, I learned how to memorize it in the King James. So... <laughs> But I just want to take this and uh, break it down uh, piece by piece. When you look at the beginning of it, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. God has many titles associated to, his, to him. And it describes his nature and his power. Jehovah Rohi is describing God as our shepherd. And not only does he call himself the good shepherd, but he calls his believers, the flock or the sheep. So I was interested. What are the similarities between us and sheep? And why are we called that? So as I started researching, there is a vast um, similarity between us. And it, it's really outstanding. And so I just pulled a couple. But sheep are helpless. They have no sense of direction and they have no natural defense mechanisms. And they have to rely on the shepherd to keep them out of harm's way and to rescue them. The sheep also need community. 
The sheep ha are, have strength in their numbers. And if one sheep wanders off and is separated from the flock, it's a target for predators. And a sheep, now this one's kind of funny. If a sheep is knocked over on its back, so you think of kind of like knocked over, feet in the air kind of situation, it, it can't flip itself over. And so it has to rely on the shepherd to turn him over. And what that is called when it's in that state is cast down. And so they are completely helpless and when they're on their back. And when the flock leaves, they're left behind. And so they'll die. And so when we look at that compared to us, we are in need of a savior. We need that shepherd to guide us. And we need community. To live a healthy life, we need human interaction, right? And here's a shout out for fall, you groups. We need you to join. You groups are so great. The community that you get there, and not only is it for to lift you up and to help you along your journey, but it's also a great time to have fun with your friends and just make new friends that you may not have been able to make on the regular in and out of Sunday morning service. And so we're better together. There are also times in our life that we can't defend ourselves and we can't pray for ourselves because of the dark valley that we may be walking through. And so we need someone on our journey to help us up and get us back on our feet. The author of this Psalms is King David of Israel. When he was a young boy, he was a shepherd. So he understands what a shepherd does and how important they are to the flock. They keep them safe and keep them from harm. And it doesn't matter what hardship that they go through, they protect the flock no matter what. So they endure cold, heat, sleepless nights, weariness, danger, it's all to care for the sheep. I also, the part that I love about the beginning of this text is that David writes it as, the Lord is my shepherd. He didn't write, the Lord is the shepherd, but he said, my shepherd. So we understand from that little word that there is a relationship there, that he's personal for us. And he's a personal God. And he gives us the guidance and the direction that we need. And we lack nothing because he is with us. The scripture goes on to say, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. And he leadeth me beside the still waters. As a shepherd, the Lord knew that David would need to rest. And he made him rest. That is so important. This world that we live in is considered the hustle culture. And he is wanting us to slow down and to rest on him. We get so caught up in deadlines and our hectic schedule that we lose sight of what matters most. What is before me? What is present before me? My children, my family, my relationship with him. That's what matters but we get too caught up. And so he makes us rest. He wants us to rest. And so the image that we get from this scripture is one of comfort and care. 
And I don't know about you, but when I think of comfort, I think of a spa day, right? You think of a spa day with a, a buffet of the best foods laid out in front of you. And so that's what God wants for us is for our every need and every care. He wants the best for us. So he restoreth my soul and he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. The leadership of the shepherd doesn't just stop at comforting, but it also guides us into righteousness. In, he, in the Hebrew words, the, the words that say he restoreth my soul, that means he brings me to repentance. He's leading me to a holy obedience. Just as a shepherd would guide his sheep to what they need, he did the same for David and he does the same for us now. The good shepherd not only brings back the ones who have gone astray, but he also gives life to the dead. We were dead in our sins, but the good shepherd brought us back to new life, right? The sheep that are weak or sick or injured, those are the sheep that the shepherd strengthens and he heals and he binds them up. He restores them to full life so they are once again able to stand and walk and be a part of the flock. Our old lives, not only were we dead in our sin and weak and sick and damaged, and he understands that. And he knows that, but he's saying, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to restore you. And I'm going to heal the sickness and the disease and all the things so that you can be whole again. When I was thinking and reading over this, it hit me for my personal life and my story. Like I said before, my parents were ministers and they were pastors. And... Uh, you know, sometimes that's, that's hard because you see the good and the bad of people. And so I had church hurt. And that was a wound that I didn't think would ever come close. But when I finally released it and I gave it to the master, he healed me. Yours may be church hurt. Yours may be something that your parents did or that a family member did to you. But if you give yourself to him and let him restore you, he has promised to heal us of every need and every hurt. Jehovah-Rohi, he's the only one that has that power to heal and to lead us. The text goes on to say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Now this part of the text, that's where things change. Because you wonder why, God, why do I have to go through the hard valley? I was fine with you leading me beside still waters and the lush pasture. Why do I have to walk through this hard season? In the middle of our storm, we look at just the storm and we tend to forget that he is the good shepherd. And that he prepared us for the fight. Because if you go back to the beginning of the psalm, what did he make us do? He made us lay down. He made us rest. He restored us. He was giving us health and strength to carry on. He knew that the, the valley was coming up. 
And so he was like, I'm preparing you for this battle. And don't forget, I'm walking with you every step of the way. He is capable to restore us. And he is able to help us every minute. He has made that rest and given it to us so that we can have strength. I want you to just take a minute and think about a time in your life where God was moving on your behalf. And maybe when you were in the midst of it all, you didn't see it. But when you go and look back, you see the hand of God. That has happened to me multiple times. Because when we're in the thick of it, we're like, I don't see you, I don't hear you. But what did we sing this morning? Even when I don't see him, even when I don't see it working out, he's with me. He's faithful. He's true. And so those, those things that tried to make you a victim, it has no hold on you because you were able to walk through it with victory. Those titles that people placed on you, the experience that scarred you, the trauma that you have gone through, you can go back to that and you can go back to that very place where it marked you and you say, I have victory over that. It has no hold on me. The enemy thought he was going to come against you and he was going to take you out and he was going to make you die, but you got victory, right? Why? Why did you have victory? Because even though that you were in the valley, you were restored to righteousness because he prepared you for that valley, right? He was right there beside you. Now you may be in the middle of the valley now, and it's dark in the valley. And it's sad in the valley. And it's shaky because you don't know what's coming next. And you don't know when it's going to end. But it doesn't matter how deep the valley goes. Jehovah Rohi, he is leading you through that valley. You may be confused. You may try to work it out on your own. But remember, the Lord is my shepherd. I am in need of nothing. No matter what you face, no matter how dark the valley becomes, he will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, we have a problem to control things and we want our hands on things. But see, this is the time that we have to release and we have to give it over to him because it may not turn out the way that I thought it would and it may not come in the time that I thought it should come, but he is faithful and true to see us through the, to the end. And the text says, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. The rod and the staff, they are tools to protect and to guide. The shepherd uses the, the rod to war off predators. And the staff is a guiding tool with a hook on the end to secure the sheep around the chest. Only these two tools provide comfort to the sheep. Heavenly Father gives us the same comfort through the dark valley. Once we are free of the valley, the table is prepared for us.
The text explains it as a feast um, in the presence of David's enemies. We wouldn't normally invite our enemies to come watch us eat, right? You don't want them around because of what they've done to you. And in fact, you probably lose your appetite. <laughs> Yet you see a shift of power here. Because if you read uh, a couple of verses ahead in Psalm 13, you see how David's foes mocked him. And mocked that he had trust in God. And David was powerless to overcome them. And for years he would cry out, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long shall my enemies be exalted over me? So he was crying out. And so to David and to his enemies, they probably thought, yeah, God forgot you. You're just sitting here all by yourself and we're gonna keep on harassing you and keep on mocking you. But his enemies were powerless because it goes on to say that the Lord spread a fabulous feast and received him as the guest of honor at his banquet. Faithfulness and trust through the valley leads us to a place of honor at the king's table. <laughs> leave the and leave our enemies found in wanting. God will give you a table of provision and protection. It doesn't matter what's going along. Uh, around you, going on around you, but you can't get to the anointing and you can't get to the table without going through the valley. Because if I never have to face a hard thing, how will I know he's faithful? And if I can never trust myself to go through hard things because I'm too weak, then what happens? I'm left in that weakness. But when I walk through that valley, and when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and all the things are coming against, and if I just release and let go and say, God, you are faithful, you are my, my shepherd, then that is when victory comes. So it doesn't matter what's going on around you, in what season of life, he gives us the covering and the power to walk through that hard season. It goes on to say that he anointeth my head with oil and my cup runneth over. In the Old Testament, the oil was symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Not only is God sending his presence, provision, and protection, but he's also given us power. He's given us power to endure, power to lead, and God provides blessing and overflow of his provision so that we can pour it out on others. It's also a reminder that his supply will never run dry. God is more than enough to help us regardless of our situation. His presence has no boundaries. His provision has no expiration date. His power can't be penetrated. His power has no equal. God's blessing upon David wasn't just for, his, for that moment, but it was designed to spill over through his lifetime. And that's the same for us. According to Bible scholar Matthew Henry and his commentary on the Bible, written in 1710, God's anointing in this verse refers to him blessing you your entire life with the Holy Spirit. 
So much that the cup of salvation overflows. His anointing isn't just there to meet your needs, but it's also there to give you delight. The whole experience of the valley was to strengthen you, to strengthen our faith and draw us closer to the Heavenly Father and to realize just how faithful he is. If we grab a hold of that, we can boldly complain I'm sorry, we can boldly proclaim that without hesitation that there is truth in verse six, that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. So the main takeaway of Psalms 23 is we should always remember that God is faithful, always. It doesn't matter, without fail, period, the end. His promises are true. (laughs) You know, he invites us to dwell with him. And he invites us to let him lead us. And so I want to ask you today, where are you at? What is that situation that you're dealing with? And how do I know that I can trust this guy? It says in his word that he will do anything. He'll leave the 99 to find that one. It also says in Ezekiel 34, 11 through 12. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and I will look after them. What I like about this verse is that it says, I myself will look for my sheep. He's not sending out his assistant or some, some lackey somewhere, but he said, I will find you. I'm coming for you. And as the shepherd looks for his scattered, sho- uh, scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look for my sheep. I will rescue them from the places where they were scattered on the day of the clouds and darkness. What a wonderful feeling to know that he will never leave us behind and that he cares for us. And you know, we've all been lost sheep at some point in time in our lives. When I think about my life, I was a pastor's kid. And no, I wasn't that pastor's kid. You know, they get a bad rap. That was my siblings, but never mind. (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding, somewhat. But anyway. (laughs) But my father was my pastor, and he led us, and he taught us, and he did everything in in his power to protect us. But there had to become a moment where I was like, Jesus, you're my shepherd. And I had to turn my life to him. I've made mistakes and I've failed. I continue to fail, but that's okay because he loves me in the midst of my mess. If you'll stand with me this morning.
If that's you and you're one of the lost sheep, I wanna ask you, are you ready to discover God's greatness, his endless and unchanging love and faithfulness to you? With every eye closed and head bowed, if that's you and you said, that's me, I'm lost. I need a savior. I need him to become the shepherd of my life. Can you just lift up your hand so I know who I'm praying with? I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Or maybe that's you online. You're sitting there in your seat and you know that you need the Savior. Pray with me this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you for wanting to be my shepherd. I pray that you would just save me from my sins and cleanse me. Help me to let you lead my life. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give a, a praise. God, we are thankful. God, we worship you. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast. If this message has impacted your life, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. And for more information on our church community, you can click the link in the description or visit uncommonchurch.tv.